welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today is a very special day indeed on The Good Vanilla because we have a guest. He is a writer, a film historian, an Eileen Brennan fan, a Pennsylvania native, but above all, and perhaps most importantly, a Barefoot Contessa fanatic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Tony Mayetta. Hey, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I'm listening to your podcast. <laughs> I know, yeah. A peek behind the curtain. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, a new podcast. Oh, wait, no, I'm talking to him. You're oh, here. <laughs> yes, here. welcome here. to the Good Vanilla. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I love it. I'm excited you're here. You wrote me. You wrote me an email. I was just kind of looking back. I think in January of this year, which is crazy when, that it's October. When you first started, yes, yes, that's crazy. But when you announced it and you did your first couple episodes, I was like, get. Oh, <laughs> he's not. I'm and doing I was just it. thrilled. Yeah, because I mean, like I said before, I've always been, a, I'm such a fan of yours. And Colin, I know you're from the BSA pod. And when you announced that you were doing this and I listened to it, I was like, this is just too good. It's I mean, too good. it's been a long time coming. I think like I, I prolonged it because I was like, who wants to listen about, like who, who is the audience for this? But there is an audience. Like it's oh really interesting watching even in this past year, the numbers kind of grow and people reach out Good. and it's, it's been lovely. It's been really great too. But I, like you said before, you also listened. I mean, really there is a common bond here with, it's like, I love any story that brings two parties together because of Eileen Brennan. But I know that that was, that <laughs> right? was your, that was your sort right? of in because that's yeah. how you discovered the best supporting podcast, right? It's cra- It was the craziest thing. So I was doing a deep dive as you kids say, a deep, dive. Um, <laughs> a deep dive into Eileen Brennan because I was supposed to be doing a documentary about her. I wasn't doing mm. it myself. I was going to be the host of a documentary, yeah, yeah. contributing. And uh, I was doing a deep dive, and I was, and I saw your. There was this thing about the uh, best supporting actress pod. Anyway, it led me to you sure. guys, and you were talking about Private Benjamin. Yes, which is one of my absolute. I, and it's an iconic performance. She's I mean, I love the movie. I love the movie, but she is so, I mean, Judy, 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 sweetie. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and Goldie Hawn with the, is green the only color these come in? Sure. I mean, it's just, so I found your podcast and I was like, I was blown away by you guys and, and your, your takes and you guys were so astute and you were so great conversationally. Um, and I, you know, I listened to everyone before and then I would, I would anxiously wait for, I think Thursdays is when you guys drop those. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And I would like wait for the Thursday to see what you're talking about. And I'd be like, mm, I don't want to listen to that one. Yeah, <laughs> pick like, and oh, choose. Pick one. and choose. Um, but yes. then when you announced that you were doing this podcast, yeah. I I lost it. I think I said I, I let out a, an Ina guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> one of her one of her uncontrolled laughs that she has occasionally when she doesn't need, realize she's on camera, which I yes. love. Which she just lets go. Yeah, like, that's that's your real laugh. I know it's not the awkward one that you always do. It's that's your real laugh, yes. and that's I was like I I gotta be a, I gotta talk to him about this because what a what a gift. It's great, and I. Uh, it's like there is such a fandom for Ina fans too, as well too. And uh, even, I mean, I was such a fan of Trent on Storebot is fine on Instagram, him <laughs> faking his way, and he does it so well. So I was so glad to get him on the yes. pod. Uh, but it's yeah. been so lovely, and I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you. Um, I do have. I was. We were talking off mic um, yes. about a little bit of Ina news, um, and it's not necessarily breaking news at this point, as the, the article was uh, from Variety was published on October 18th, but. Um, this, I have to mention, was sent to me by Matt via Instagram. Thank you, Matt, as always, for staying ahead of the curve, you know, keeping me in the loop. Um, but Ina is starting uh, work on a new series called Be My Guest, which is in development for 2022. So I did not know that. Yeah. That is news to me. So <sighs> this is good news for all of you listeners who have Discovery Plus. I mean... Ah! Because there, each episode will have three different iterations. So there will be, this is why it's a perk to have Discovery Plus, I guess, an hour-long cut that will be on Discovery Plus, a half-hour version that's going to be on Food Network, and then a companion podcast. <laughs> 
which I'm assuming will be free to the public, obviously, too. This reminds me of, like, what Oprah did with, like, Super Soul Sundays. Like, she, yeah, just, yeah, you can yeah. visually see the interview, but it's also just being recorded for a podcast, which is great. It kills two birds right. with one stone. But sure, sure. How great is, I mean, how great is that, <sighs> as Ina would say? The more Ina, the better. Yeah. It's just, there's just, and I love that she just keeps going. She just keeps working. That's so wonderful. Yeah, I, God, I'd like to, to, um, to point out that, you know, once, I think because she had, she had Melissa McCarthy, that sort of one-off mm-hmm. special. I know she did something with Stanley Tucci, which I missed, and I, you know, I kick myself every day, but the tickets were sold out. It was some virtual thing. Um, I but I, I think I said back then, too, I was like, I think this needs to happen. She needs to have more guests because I think, I think she's you so funny. And, like, watching her interact with, you know, really, like, A-list celebrities or whoever it might be is always a dream. Well, you know what I find amazing is that the A-list celebrities mm-hmm. are in, incredibly impressed to be with her. Yes. I mean, they're like, oh, my God, Ina Garda? Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Garner, yes, me? Taylor Swift, it's, all these people. It's incredible. And, yeah. and Melissa McCarthy, she's like, I can't believe I'm talking to Ina Garda. And so that's the amazing thing about it. You know, she's just, and we, you know, we can talk about this more later, but yeah. she's just such a celebrity to celebrities. Yes. You know, it's so funny because she's a woman who's, you know, she's making bouillabaisse in her East Hampton kitchen. And know. suddenly she's, you know, hobnobbing with Oscar winners. And, you know, know. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It sounds like a blast. She said she had a quote in the article uh, that said, with Be My Guest, I'm welcoming really fun, interesting people into my barn in East Hampton for good fun <laughs> and conversation. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Barn. I mean, I know the barn too. The yes, barn just kills me. I, hope, I love the barn. I love the barn too. I mean, I remember in your email, you were, you know, our life's work is to sort of like map out the blueprint of Ina's home. And <laughs> yes. I think we're slowly getting there. <laughs> well, she's kind of like, you know what the barn reminds me of? Is, it's like she's like Streisand. When Streisand has her Malibu compound and she has the yes. barn that she created, yes. with the shopping center below that, you know, that has inspired plays. And yes. Ina with her barn, I'm like, Honey, I love you, but that ain't no barn. I grew up on a farm. That ain't no barn. Okay? Yeah, there are <laughs> no animals barn. or hay in that barn. Yes, <laughs> there's not a speck of hay yes. anywhere. But it's a great place. It's all an heck, illusion. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Well, from all the way to East Hampton, I want to steer it back to Pennsylvania because you grew oh, up wow. in Pennsylvania, we Tony. We did. I did. You did too. I did. That's yes. So crazy. You're there now. I am. I did. I was. I, I'm from a little town called Meadville yes Pennsylvania which is not far from one of your favorite places uh, I've heard Erie which Erie PA when you, it's so funny because when I was first listening to you guys and you had mentioned Erie and yep. I went is, does he mean Erie Pennsylvania <laughs> because yes, you were talking yes. about it with such with such fondness and such yep. you know because for somebody who grew up uh so close to it it's mm-hmm. like oh, eerie you know i mean i grew up in mill creek mall you know yes. what i mean it's just it's love like, mill creek it's mall like yeah my childhood but to hear somebody wax poetic about it or to speak with such fondness for it i was like hmm you know it's interesting you don't you don't appreciate it when you've grown up around it and uh you know and i go back i'm going back next week as a matter of fact oh, um, to try to grasp maybe a little a little bit of autumn yeah uh, if there's any left yeah you know? it's gonna be snow and like it's two weeks up there in Erie. Before you know it, yeah. Yes. And um, so it's funny because then I go back there and I have a, I have a different, obviously I have a different appreciation yeah. for it as an adult living so far away for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. I know always, there will always be home, but I just, I love the fact that, uh, that you're, that you love it so much. That's funny. And Pittsburgh it. is an awesome, awesome. Yeah, I went to school in Pittsburgh. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I, just to pop back to Erie for a second, I think yeah. like some of my best memories are in Erie because it it's like a really close friends of ours live in Erie. My best friend from college went to, uh, grew up in Erie. I I love. I think there's like a T-shirt at um. I don't know if it's a. You, of course, you probably know Romolo's, the chocolate place in oh Erie. My God, yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> I think I have some. Yes, I know the sponge candy. Um, I I I think there's like a T-shirt that says like it's okay to love Erie, and I love that because it really does mm-hmm. like encapsulate how everyone kind of maybe feels about it. It's just like oh, Erie, but it's it's awesome. I mean, it's, there's Walmart. The, the beaches are great. It really is like the peninsula. Yes, alone. I brought a friend of mine came out to visit me. Uh, we were when I was back east during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, because you know, the minute the pandemic hit, I was right back there. Yes. Because uh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, nothing's going to happen to me here. Um, and he came to visit me and I took him to the peninsula. 
And he was absolutely blown away by its beauty. So when you see it in, through somebody else's eyes, it's like, oh, this really is gorgeous. Yes. This really is a, a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, you know, and I worked at the Erie Playhouse. I did a ton of shows nice. there. And so I have a, I have a real fondness mm-hmm. for it yes. um which i get i get what you mean and coming from when you go from pittsburgh too i imagine it is kind of like going to the hamptons or yeah, going kind to, of like, yes you know, some new england town yeah yes. yeah yeah because a friend of mine said you know what you can't see the other side of the lake so it might as well be an ocean yes why not yeah. you know and I, it's really uh it's a charming place. It really is. Yeah, I I love Erie so much. I can't. I we haven't been there in a while because our my friends my friend's mom lives there, so that's where we would always like stay at her house. We'd all pile in and just kind of, you know, play board games, drink, that's and so like fun. it's just it is like honestly like Keon, my partner, he was like, it's the only time where I really honestly feel like I'm on vacation is when I'm in Erie too, and it's like two hours away from Pittsburgh. It's just. We love it, and we always straight will. up seventy nine. Yeah, <laughs> ask me, Bill. You can. That's win. right. Yes, you wave win. on the way up. Yes, wave on the way up. That's it. No, I get it. I totally get it. Everybody yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Yes. Um, I w- okay. So I want to ask. I want to ask the real questions here. I want to okay. know. Um, what's I'm like the question is always like, what does Ina Garden mean to you? But I want to know when did she first you. come across your radar. You know, I was thinking about that too, and I was like, when did she really, when did food really come across my radar? Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I got, it, it's kind of a circuitous story, but basically I got into the Food Network because I saw a clip of the two fat ladies. And I don't know yes. if you, if you I know, know the, the two, two fat, fat ladies. ladies. I mean, yes. I mean, my God. And I was blown away by these women and I, I watched them as pure entertainment and they were on the Food Network. So that's how I got into the Food Network. Mm. And back in the early mid 2000s, um, there was Food Network had a daily lineup, which I can only compare to CBS's legendary Saturday night lineup from the 70s (laughs) when I was a child. It was you know, it was All in the Family, then MASH, then Mary Tyler Moore, then the Bob Newhart Show, and then Carol Burnett. And yeah. it was everything. That's stacked. That was incredible. And that's what the Food Network lineup was like. It was, and I'm I'm not sure about this order, but it was, uh, I believe, Paula Dean, and then Ina, mm-hmm. and then Sandra Lee and her, you know, whatever she did, that semi-homemade. <laughs> semi-homemade, yeah. And then semi-homemade. And then two half hours of Rachel Ray, 30-minute yes. meals. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was like. It was like, Ina was like the Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> of that. She was like the linchpin of sure, that. Sure, yeah. And, um, I, and I was working this horrible, I was working horrible temp jobs because, you know, I was still acting and, and yes. doing what I needed to do. And I would come home from one of these horrible temp jobs and I would turn on like the last 15 minutes of Paula Dean, which is, you know, all you really need to Paula Dean, you kind of get it. Yeah. And then Ina would come on and it would just be like the, the clouds parted. Yeah. <laughs> and I was suddenly in East Hampton. You know, I wasn't in some depressing apartment in North Hollywood. I was yes. in East Hampton having cocktails with TR uh. and Miguel and Ina and just giggling and laughing. And then I was on my way to Rachel Ray for, for an hour. So it was, um, I don't know what I did during Sandra Lee. I really didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> got a snack, like, maybe made dinner. Got, I had yeah. a snack, yeah, well, I made a semi-homemade dinner. Yeah. And, uh, and, then I, and then I watched Rachel. And that was my introduction to Ina. And I just thought, this woman is so, there's just something about her, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you know, look who I'm talking to, yeah. of course you know. It's hard to put you in know? words, though. I, I hear you kind of thinking about what, what it exactly is, which is what was, was my next question. Like, what what makes her special? Why? Yeah, what is that sort of unexplainable quality? You know, I was thinking as I was, as I was re-watching the episode we're going to talk about, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is it about her? <laughs> this is a good episode I, we're going to talk about. Is too. so much? I love this episode. <laughs> Thank you for asking me to do this. Yeah. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, it's so silly. The um, she's like, and I. This is the way I kind of think of it, and I have to think of it as a perspective as a gay man goes. That's mm-hmm. what I am. Um, yes. She's that, and I don't want to use the word because it's way overused, and I find it pejorative. But she's kind of like that straight woman that you meet in high school, who understands you, who gets you, who's a little awkward and a little um, off center, but it's a lot of fun and. She's kind of like, you know, 
the grace to your will. Sure. You know what I mean? She is, and she's got, so she she's not intimidating in the mm-hmm. slightest. She's funny, she's awkward, yet you love her because she's so genuine. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing about her is she's not intimidating. She's not Martha Stewart. She's not Julia Child, although I adore Julia Child. Yeah, of course. Um, she's, she's, um, she's approachable. You imagine she's your friend. Yeah. You know, you have the fantasies that you're, I mean, I could go to the East Hamptons and have a cocktail with Anna. You, that's the way you think. Yes. You know, cause she's so approachable. Yeah. I, feel, I, I love that about her. I know. I feel like in the way that like sex in the city, like everyone wants to go to New York and like get a Cosmo is like Ina Garden is like, everyone wants to go to like Loaves and Fishes, which you've been to Loaves and Fishes. Yes. Which I've been to. Yes. I have, <laughs> I was there. Yes. My wallet felt it too I know. <laughs> yes i was 136 dollar chicken salad i'll never forget that <laughs> i was like is that right and you know anna pump god rest her soul yes um was was there oh, she wow. wasn't working the counter obviously. sure yeah she was she was milling around on the back and i said to my friend there's anna there's anna there's anna yeah, um yes. but i mean just to go to to Lowe's and fish just to go to east hampton mm-hmm. and the, here's another thing that, that goes back with ina's approachability if I'm recalling it correctly, and this was this was like 2010, 2011, the first time I went, um, I you could walk up to her door. You know, this is before she built the barn. This was got it. This was still in the OG days of Barefoot Contessa, sure. when she was still cooking in that kitchen that she you know has been cooking in for 20 years. Yeah, and you could actually walk. You know, you could, I didn't. I should have. But you could actually walk up to her door and knock on it. There's no nothing preventing you from going up there you know and i think this goes this kind of dovetails with this idea of her approachability her her allure to people is you feel like she's you can talk to her and you i mean you've seen her in person you know on on stage and you even said that she was she's just it's there's a Mm down-to-earthness but uh a kind of elevated down-to-earthness you know she still lives in the hamptons Make no mistake. Don't forget you know? it. Yes. Don't forget. And she still has the Mercedes and Jeffrey has the, I mean, she's still very much above that, but she's, uh, there's an approachability, which I love about her. And I think that's really her main appeal. You know? Yeah. I think there's a warmth. I do love that she uh, doesn't take herself too seriously. I often no. think like, oh my God, if she ever listened to an episode of this, like, would she hate me? But I, I feel like I don't no. really, like everyone knows like if you know Ina, if you know the Barefoot Contessa, like it is completely silly and ridiculous. Like not it's totally like silly. a good third of the time. And I think that like it, you can't, um, you can't tell someone to do that. You know, you can't no. like you can't instill that awkward laugh or like the way she delivers like a line reading. It is just like it's lightning yes. in a bottle. Like it's like the way that it she is. says things and. But again, the other side of that, too, is this sort of like we all want to be her because it's, uh, you know, it's it's something to work towards. Aspirational. She's very yes. she's aspirational, but she's achievable aspirational. Whereas, you know, the problem, the deal with Martha Stewart was she's not aspirational. She's just nuts. Who's going to do all this <laughs> yes. stuff? Yeah. You know, but she's aspirational. She is very much like Julia Child. Yes. In the fact that she is a reluctant entertainer. You know, I watch Ina like I watch the French chef. Yeah. Um, to see what she's making, but for the entertainment of yeah. it. It's just in a different, you know, Julia's funny because she's all over the place and there's food going everywhere and she's not really and it's all live and it's happening as you watch it. Yes. Whereas Ina, Ina's a little more choreographed, but those moments come in. Where mm-hmm. you're just like off the wall, and she just goes with it, and she's funny, and that giggle, which just yes. kills me every time. Yeah, she you know, loves to have a good time. Says, yeah, she does. She does. She yes, does. and I think that, I think that's one of the reasons why people love her so much. Yeah, I know. Well, I do. speaking of having a good time, I'd say it might be time to get into this episode. Let's do it. Ugh, this is a great episode. This is episode, or excuse me, season nine, episode eight, and it is called Halloween for Grownups. It is the only episode on Discovery Plus that has like that like weird spooky font above it too, like a cartoony font. I was like, that I don't think was always there. Maybe it was, but I love that it is now. It's fantastic, yeah. And I love the grown-ups thing, you know, because you've talked about this before. 
we're not really sure. The jury's kind of out on how she feels about kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's probably the same it's way just, I feel about kids. Like, yes, I like kids. Probably was, yeah. I, like I don't them. want them to break stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want them in my kitchen. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, this is for grownups. Yes. <laughs> you know, which I love, I love that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, so we get, Ina begins, she has, you know, of course her monologue where she says, uh, she's like, Halloween isn't just for kids. Why should they have all the fun? <laughs> just like love that so miguel is coming for uh, a trick-or-treat dinner uh she says we've got this black and orange thing going well it is halloween and she just like it looks at the halloween. camera uh so she on the menu is an espresso martini with a twist of orange zest some loin of pork with fennel rosemary and garlic mm. which looks great and then some oven roasted applesauce uh string beans with garlic to ward off the vampires ina tells us Ooh, and then for dessert, a devilish, uh, devilishly rich chocolate sheet cake with glow-in-the-dark orange buttercream is what she said. Uh, a great yes, menu. Yes. A great menu. It's. I mean, the cake alone is is enough. I love. You know, I love the awkwardness of those opens. I love them that she so does. Much. Yes, they're just everything because you know someone's telling her okay we need to set up the show and we need to say that and it's think about it it's a really awkward thing to pretend you're talking to people but you're being filmed and you're and for somebody who kind of came into this yes uh she's not you know she can't like rattle off and that's one of the charming things about it too is it's it's kind of awkward but it's not she does it it's kind of charming because yes. it's awkward. I yeah, love that. it's it's the perfect balance because I do some of them. Those cold opens are really sultry. Sometimes she's never really <laughs> sitting down, but sometimes she like is kind of leaning back. You know, it's like and she's like, "Hi, I'm on it." Like it's just looked like she just smoked a joint, and they're like, "And action." And I kind of like those because I do think the danger, even though it's a great after effect of someone saying i know we need more energy can you bump it up is is when she gets like too animated but it it, it, like it just doesn't seem natural like when she's like Mm -hmm. we rented a house you know what i mean when she's in california (laughs) like that line specifically like and we rented a house like it it could just be spoken but i just i often wonder who writes the copy for that is it just her is it a collaborative effort is it just ina sort of winging it i i need to know it's so interesting because, yeah, because, you know, somebody is, and I'm from watching, you know, the Food Network star show. Remember that show? That you oh, yeah. Yes, on? yes. Yeah. And you see this. I remember Rachel Ray said one time after one of the guys was doing a demonstration as one of the as one of the tests or skits saying, you know what? You didn't smile at all. You have to smile. And I always think about that. And that's what because you're presenting to an audience. So what they're telling Diana is you got to be up and you got to be happy, but yes. you got to get this information out and we only have 30 seconds to do it and be sure, you, you know, and she's probably like, oh, 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 oh. Yep. she does it. She does it. There's so many technical things that she has to do. And for someone who's not of the manner born as a performer, yeah. she carries it off every time. She does. She makes it work, we'll say. And yes. I, I do love them. I think, I mean, part of my like i'm not gonna rank them but like i do love the beginning of the episode i love the end of the episode like whenever like those last this is without question and we're gonna get to it probably in my top three favorite endings of all time like of an episode i know i think like the other one that comes to mind is when jeffrey builds the tent for her when the tent be rocking (laughs) don't come and knock and 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 i maybe i'll come up with a third one before the end of the podcast but like it truly (laughs) is off the wall bonkers and i just love her for that but anyway uh so we start with this cake i mean this is um and this is something maybe i i forgot to ask initially too do you have you ever baked or cooked anything from ina's cookbook because i haven't done a lot i should have more up my sleeve but yeah but go ahead well here's the thing here's what i do and i think this speaks volumes about the woman is is that whenever i go to make anything like if I'm going to make a vinaigrette, I automatically go Ina Garni vinaigrette. Ooh, if I'm yes. going to make, I just, just the other day I was making a tart. I made a, and I actually was like, I'm going to try to do this damn pastry shell. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to get it right. <laughs> she makes it look so easy. Yeah. Oh, and pastry's the worst. Yeah. And um, I typed in Ina Garden pastry shell or Ina Garden pie crust. So I have gone to her, her I have her very, very first book. Um, which she has a Virginia ham in it. Sure. And she had, I think she has her, her boeuf bourguignon, if I didn't just maul that. No, it's perfect. Um, and so I made those. I, she's my go-to whenever I'm, because you know why? Because this is what I was thinking about too. She is aspirational, but it's achievable. 
you know it's going to taste good and you can do it. I think with some of these other people, like, you know, we mentioned Martha Stewart before, it's just, it's kind of cuckoo, you know, I don't have time to do all that. Yeah. And, but with Ina, you can achieve it. And, you know, if I'm feeling particularly um, ambitious, I will maybe do a Julia Child Mm -hmm. um, if I have the time and I have everything. But with Ina, it's always like, oh, I know I can do this because Ina does it. I've seen her do it and she can do it. So yeah, it's, she's, that's, she's my go-to, I think. And for a lot of people, I think. That's a really good sort of idea to because because even um, Keon and I are going to of course it's an evening party but we're gonna make tea sandwiches like little cucumber sandwiches and oh, um, great. and I know there was like a tip that I remember uh, I think there's like a wet paper towel not like wet but like damp that you can like lay um, in on top of the tea sandwiches so they don't get like crusty and weird before it's like actually time to serve them too it is mm-hmm. yeah they're at this point too like anything that you make Ina's probably done and I oh, think. Yeah. I think that she's also, I wouldn't call her like an impatient cook or an impatient baker, but like if there's a way to cut a corner or two, she's going to do it. But I think the, yeah, like the yin to that yang is like, she's going to ask you to get good ingredients. If it's a three ingredient, like you might fork out a lot of money for it. Um, Not everything is like that at the same time. Mm. Like a cake isn't that expensive. It's like everything's like pretty manageable, but uh, I think that's kind of, her mo is like good ingredients keep it simple and uh, yes because yeah. if you have good ingredients there are some steps you can skip i mean if you look at her i'm gonna say it again her beef bourguignon yeah. compared with with julia childs you know julia childs is uh, 75 steps yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and it's you know lighting the brandy on fire and all this stuff Ina's is that pared down but it tastes just as good. Yes. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, from when I make it, so it could be me cooking. But um, it's just as good, and it's so much more achievable. Yeah. Easy, for, for a person who just wants to make a nice dinner. I was just going to say, yeah, chef, like, for, you know? like, I would call myself, like, an amateur or, like, you know, like, we're not – but I feel that Ina never went to culinary school. I don't – like, I think she, she just – she it's um it's like street smart versus book smart you know what i mean like julia child she went through the process she took the classes she learned the art of french cooking and ina appreciates the art of french cooking and also loves julia child and took like the Mm -hmm. best parts of that but also made it her own and uh, you hit the nail on the head with that my friend that's yeah i think that's uh, exactly the essence of it yeah and it's great um and speaking of great, this cake, I mean, this, I think Ugh. that my friend, my friend Nikki has made these into cupcakes. I feel like I, it's, you know, it's this, uh, the usual suspects here for a cake. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing too out of the ordinary. I mean, except maybe beyond the, um, like the coffee in the, in the cake. I think that is one of the biggest takeaways I've ever. Sure. To make chocolate sure. taste sour, more sour. like chocolate. And the, I think what I think is amazing, I wanted to ask you, are you a, are you a sheet cake person or a layer cake person? Oh, that's a great question. I'd say probably a layered cake because you get two layers of icing yeah, as opposed exactly. to because it's all about the cake. frosting. Yeah, uh, that was my thing. Yes. When I was a kid and I would see the Duncan Hines boxes or the Betty Crocker boxes, I always wanted my mother to make that cake yeah. <laughs> that looked like yes. that. And then she'd make a sheet cake. My mother made the most amazing birthday cakes. I will give her that. I mean, she would do like animals and, and stuff. You know, I mean, she would do these incredible creations when I was a kid. Uh, but then when we grew up, we got, you know, the cake. Yes, um, of course. This cake, this sheet cake, I would have. This, yeah. this, is, this is the one I would have that she makes because, wow. Yeah, the buttermilk, the sour cream, probably mm-hmm. two ingredients that maybe you wouldn't think to put in. But I think that also yeah. is what makes it obviously incredibly moist in addition, uh, you know, to the ingredient of the brewed coffee. I just think she she's really mastered the chocolate cake. I think um, I and, and, and it does kind of it tastes like between I I myself prefer a dense cake. I know that might not be everyone's preference, but I no, like I, I, I like the you. I like that like homemade quality. But I think with this yes. cake too, it's it's like the perfect in between. It's not dense and it's not like um, you know Betty Crocker, Duncan Hines. You know, it's it's just perfect. Um, it is, it is. And you know what she does in this when she makes this, which I love, which is one of her things. You know, she has certain things she does. Of course. Every time she makes a recipe, she tells us, you know, the good vanilla. Yes. Know, make sure it's good. You know, don't worry about making, you know, make your own chicken stock with the <laughs> egg. She goes, in case you get a bad egg. And I remember saying to my friend, I have never gotten a bad egg. What is she talking about a bad egg? And then I realized 
she's getting her eggs at a farmer's market. Oh, she's yeah. getting it at a farm stand. And if you do, you definitely run the risk run of getting a bad egg once in a while. So I'm like, this is why this lady is on a garden because she's like, oh, okay, I get it now. I'm yes. like, why would you do that? If I've never gotten a bad egg, but you know. You can. You have you to. Fresh. You have to give that yeah. PSA. I, I think maybe in my 35 years of living, I've maybe come across one weird egg that had like a little redness to it or like a little mm-hmm. blood. And But yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm glad we debunked that. Thank you. Or you yeah, debunked I know, it rather. Cause yeah. Because it's bugged me <laughs> for a long time. It's been like, why does she always do that? I don't yes. understand. Into the separate bowl go. we go. Yes. And that was actually yeah. one of my questions that I had for you. Have you ever had a bag <laughs> bad egg? But uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect. It does. So I still do it, even though, you know. I'm yeah, why not? That. I'm like, yeah, why not? a habit. Uh, yeah. So as the, the batter is like being mixed and it's kind of almost really combined, she says, the orange buttercream on top of this is just wild. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I love, love it. Like the only reason it's wild is because it's orange. I love that. That's like the <laughs> determining factor. But it is. Just I mean, wild. it's a showstopper, I guess. Um, yes, it is. So a showstopper. she puts the cake into the oven and she says, uh, "She's like, I'm wild. That's baking. I'm gonna go see what Miguel. No, what kind of spell Miguel is casting on my mm. dining room." <laughs> Signing room. And I love Miguel. Let's talk about Miguel. <sighs> Adore Miguel. One of my favorite episodes is is when she when Miguel's going to Paris and she's and she again makes the bourguignon for I'm gonna say yes. as many times as I can. I'm tired. <laughs> she makes it for him to get and I like Miguel is just he's unassuming. He's just there to make her house look beautiful. I mean he's such a great guy. He's such a great character. And I think that's why you know, I, I know why I love this show so much. One of the reasons is there's an incredible supporting cast of people. Yes. You know, you have, you know, your stud in TR. You have the really great kind of friend with Miguel. You have like the kind of kooky Uncle Arthur. Um, <laughs> Flores. Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, yes. He's kind of like, you know, the kooky. And, you know, then you have her supporting uh, female there's, friends. Yes. But I, I love Miguel. He's such a great guy. And such a good friend to her. I think Miguel is slowly moving up the ranks to one of my top uh, supporting characters. I think there's something there's something really relaxing about the way he works, the way he talks. It's very methodical. And, like, you just know that he's great. And everything that he produces yeah. is great. And, like, what a network she has, too. Like, as far as, like, she has everything she needs, like, mm-hmm. to make everything yes. possible. And, like, they're all just, like, oh a phone God. call away. They all adore her. It the is our dream. Florist. Yeah at your disposal the greatest arranger at your disposal yes you know it's amazing and i want to talk about you notice in this episode the tarp the black tarp that's (gasps) between the kitchen yes and the dining room and i'm like that's i assume it's because he's in there creating things i guess you know he's making it i guess that's what but i've noticed that before and sometimes you know we've talked about this at Mm -hmm. least we've emailed about this i'm obsessed with the layout of that house yes that house I mean, I love the, as I said before, I love, I like Back to Basics. It's fine. And I love the ones she does in the barn. But my real favorites are the OG ones where she's in the kitchen, on the counter. She's been at for 20 years cooking. Yes. And that house, I'm obsessed with the layout of that house. How many dining rooms are in that house? <laughs> I don't you know. Because I, I like, think there's a lot of nooks near windows because there's, there's the kitchen. And then there's like maybe where the card sharks play. You know what I mean? Yes, what is that? And yes. then there's like a proper dining room. <sighs> it's and, and too then like, yeah. Then there's a, like an alcove and then the living room. And it, you're just like, this house is so incredible. And he's, I think he's in the proper dining room. I think that's where he, Miguel's. Working. I think so. I think that's yes. the main, and it's right off of the kitchen, which we know. Yeah. It's like, I think we sense. could piece this together. This could be, you know, a project. I'm just like, like, like fill in the blanks. I know, but I'm just curious. I'm always really interested. Like when Keanu and I were shopping for houses, like, Yes, it's stressful, but half the fun is like just walking through houses or like if you go to an estate yeah. sale or something like, oh, you know, without poking too much. I'm just curious more than anything because yeah. it seems like a great house. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, it's an old house, too, that she's, they've obviously reconstructed in some way because, yeah. I mean, you know, that doesn't look like new construction to me. No. You know, and her fabulous pantry, which I know you've talked about before. Oh, yeah. I love when she's Which in the is pantry. just like... Oh my God, I wouldn't leave it. I mean, yeah. it's all, everything is there. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's great. True. It's so true. So I miss, I miss 
the old house in the new episodes. That's the one thing because I just think that the old house is the barn is fantastic. Yeah. But the barn, the barn, you know, was obviously constructed for a TV show. Whereas this house is just her house, you know, where she's lived for years. And yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Ina enters the dining room and she says, Oh my God, this looks scary. <laughs> And like, it almost is like a dig, but it's not obviously because it's Halloween. Uh, Miguel is wearing like a pink button down with khakis and like this belt, this like light orange and maroon patterned belt. It was like these triangles. He looks great. He always does. Mm. Um, Ina says, it's very gothy. I love that. Um, <laughs> so Michael, M- Michael, Miguel says, um, we're going to have some orange flowers on the table. Some witches. I, these witches hats are just, they're so big. They're too so big. Sh- they're huge, <laughs> but but such a great payoff. Yes, I'm glad they're payoff. there. Yes, yes. yes. It, it, the and ending... everybody wears. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know. But I'm yeah, so the surprised. Yes, the witches' hats are, are are fun. They're they're crazy. Yeah, Ina picks one up and like slaps it on her head, and Miguel is like nonplussed. He's like, I thought we were like going through my stuff right now. <laughs> Um, to, but to continue, Miguel says there, we're going to do orange bags with votive candles inside. That makes me a little nervous. Those bags. I mean, I know that yeah. they're probably tall enough and wide enough to not set the place on fire, but, um, you know, I guess they're no, nearby. I, I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you. And then again, but this was what, like 2005, 2006, maybe we weren't sure. as <laughs> careful. Maybe. Yes. Like I that, don't know. That, you know um, no, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And Ina wraps up the whole segment by saying, I'm going to conjure up a black cocktail for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Miguel says, you better go do that. So here we go. Espresso martini. Love uh, or hate it. Love or hate it. Do you you like- know, I am. Okay, here's the thing. I am a pure. Martinis are my favorite. Same. Thing. I think. Yeah, um, go on. We'll talk about I cocktails need, in a moment. Yeah. I need a pure one. Um, I don't like, I don't even like the vermouth in it, to tell you the truth. So it's basically vodka and ice, you know, <laughs> shredded ice though, um, sure. and olives. I don't like, I'm, I think you like dirty ones. <laughs> yes, um, the dirtier the better. Huge, I'm not a huge fan of the dirty ones. I'll drink it if it's mm-hmm. in front of me. Sure. But um, I'm not a big flavored martini person. I would probably drink this because she made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, <laughs> you of know? course. But one of the things I love about her and one of the things that I think is appealing about her is girl's a drinker. She makes yes. no bones about it. I mean, that <laughs> hysterical uh, day drinking thing she did with Seth. Yes, during uh, the pandemic, like with the big the glass. Yes, uh, so no, funny. No, but she actually did, she did, a, she did oh, a day drinking, like bar hopping thing. Oh, with Seth Meyers. With, yes, sorry. With yes. Seth Meyers. Yes. And it was so, because she didn't really get drunk. She got drunk. Yes. He's so adorable. He is so adorable. His smile. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's yes. so, and he lo- you can see he's like a fan boy with her. Exactly. Another, Another person, fan. He's like a yes. fan boy with her. Yes. And, you know, and I just love the fact that she's like, I'm having a cocktail. You know, she doesn't make any bones about it. She loves to drink. And it's, it's, it's part of her. It, it's just part of the things I think that makes her so endearing. Yeah. You got to have a cocktail at a like, party too. She doesn't shy away from it. I, yeah. I second your stance on if Ina gave this to me, I would drink it. But like, <laughs> there's something, this is like one of my weird mental things, but like, I I don't love clear liquid mixed with like dark liquid. So like the Kahlua mm. mixed with like the vodka, it's like, it's like vodka and Pepsi or it just like weirds me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, um... I yeah. I love like a like I think my top three cocktails in no particular order to be honest mm-hmm. um, would be a dirty martini, um, probably an old fashioned, and then I would probably go with uh, a Manhattan, which is very it's like the cousin yes. of the old fashioned really, but yeah, I, very, I do love the orange similar, element yeah. of old. I think or old fashioned is number two or maybe even number one. It depends, yeah. but. Um, so you said you don't really love olives or you don't really love the juice? In- no, I love olives. Um, I hate the, I'm not crazy about it. Hate's a very strong word, Tony. I'm not <laughs> crazy about the, the olive juice. I'm not a big fan of a dirty martini. I will. I'll do one if it's, you know, I'll, I'll pick one. But if I'm making them, yeah. Um, yeah, people usually know that it's going to be as dry as it possibly can be. I'm, yeah. I think I saw it was in a movie or something where somebody just kind of blew on the vermouth, and I was like, "That's my cocktail," uh, <laughs> you know, just, just like I, yes. because I just love. And the thing about a martini is, is I wasn't 
it's so funny because my niece is 25 now, but when she turned 21, she went on a trip and she had her first martini and she was like, how can you drink these things? You know, and I'm like, they have to be extremely cold. If yes. they're not extremely yeah. cold, they're just warm vodka and ugh. Yeah, you know, and it has that? to, I mean, it doesn't have to be good vodka, but like if you're going to do be. it, it has to be it like to be. Yeah. middle of the road or above. We you know need to, what I, mean? I think we need to be Tito's and above. Yes, that's if you're going to have a good one. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Because if you have if you have just rock guts, yeah. it's just you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it because yes. it's it's pure vodka, and um, you need to, You need to have a, a a top a higher shelf. So I always do Tito's and higher. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that I love a good. I love a good blue cheese olive too. I I I, I do. I know you're not a fan of blue cheese, right? You have I don't. Issues with blue cheese? I will eat a blue cheese olive. It is probably my one ah. exception because sometimes they don't tell you. They should ask you, like, "Hey, it's a blue cheese olive. Are you cool with that?" Because I feel <laughs> blue cheese is so like, divisive. Yes, but um, I will or eat it. Or a garlic it. olive. I don't mind a garlic olive. Yeah, uh, yeah. They should tell you that. Yeah, like, that's gonna be. That's a lot. Um, that's but, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that are just unforgivable, Ina, Ina has prepared two cups of decaf espresso for these espresso martinis. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense to anybody? <sighs> she's like, I don't want to have jittery guests, is what she said. But I, I do get it. I mean, if they're going to have this party, it seems like it's at night. <laughs> you know, I, you know, th- there's that famous saying of like, there's a time and place for decaf coffee and it's never end in the garbage can is what it is. As, as, uh, I just, it's fine. I, I love coffee too it's much to, to ever. And if yeah. we're going to go with espresso martini, um, yeah, there's that. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving did on. Did you ever, did you oh, ever come to a, before you do it, did you ever come to any kind of conclusion about her coffee maker, about why she has this? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean. Coffee maker from the 70s still? It is just plain Jane 80s. coffee maker. It's all it, it is. is. Maybe Jeffrey can't handle a fancy coffee maker. That's what we I, know that Jeffrey, that's what I yeah. That's I think it is, Nick. Yeah, we can't change it up. That was my theory. That um, was my theory. It's like, let Jeffrey use the, yeah. He can't clean it up. Yeah, just so one I button. Agree. You know, you could see how many cups. I agree. I feel like, but she has to have some sort of like mammoth sort of like four in one thing i don't know it's probably in that pantry yeah it's hiding back in that pantry somewhere yeah absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) um so moving on to loin of pork and oven roasted applesauce uh well i guess she starts Mm. with the applesauce first she starts Mm -hmm. by peeling Mm -hmm. and pouring a ton of apples here three pounds of macintosh and three pounds of granny smith what is your apple of choice not even for applesauce but just in life you know i is this funny because i'm not a huge apple person which is i'm like is anyone is anyone though but like i'll eat them yeah Yeah. i'll eat them but i I don't like salivate or i do like gala i think um and i will do i like granny smith because it's tart same um i'm not a big fruit person you know i'm just not i like some berries but i will probably if there's something i'm gonna bypass it's gonna be fruit interesting <laughs> so you know what i mean i mean like you're speaking my yeah. language yeah like i'd rather have it's a chocolate cake not... in front of me yes yeah yeah but... then, uh, i'm not that way but i mean the applesauce looks amazing it does and look great would, and very I would easy have some. very very easy to make <laughs> right this. if um, you didn't have to peel those damn apples yeah like, i know it's it's incredible and you know you're where you are right now in this mm-hmm. time of year i know it's like cider galore yeah. and all things like that which i love i do love good cider um, hard cider, preferably. Sure, but, yes. But um, um, it's it's fruit is just not my uh, yeah. It ain't not my into thing, it. That's but okay. I, w- I w- eat it. Yeah, I say yeah. It goes great with applesauce, though. I mean, with uh, with pork, though. That's it does. Pork chops and applesauce. There we go. That's it exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I my favorite apple, I would have to say, is a Honey Crisp. I don't get them too often. I love the Granny Smith. I love the uh, Gala, Gala, however you choose to pronounce yeah. it. No one really knows, I think. Um, Nobody knows. I remember one time, this is so weird. I remember one time I was driving in Pittsburgh and I remember it was like some sort of like health billboard and it was like, can you name five different types of apples? And I was like, maybe. I'm like, first of all, that's a little aggressive for like 376 <laughs> West. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on my way to the airport. I know. I don't want to think about it. I'm already thinking about McDonald's at the airport that I'm going to get because you got it. But I, yeah. Um, but apples are, apples are great. And, uh, speaking of them, you know, it's a, she, she mentions a, like 
I don't know. She mentioned two kind of apples that I've never heard of. It sounded like she said lacoon and wine sap. I was like, it's that is, just, that's above my pay grade there. I don't know what that so is. It's so Ina. It is, yes. It is so Ina. So slip that in there, but not, not like super, like, like, like haughtily, like, like Martha Smith would say, or Martha Smith, Martha Stewart <laughs> would say, you know, you must have a La Croix apple. Yes. You're gonna, you know, Ina's like, you know, get these apples and then, but if those don't work out, pick one off your tree. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. Ina would do, right? Exactly. So slip it in there, but. The ones off the tree are just as good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so she she puts uh, in some orange zest. She puts some lemon juice in, um, and then she just puts it in a Dutch oven. She puts a little bit. Um, she puts like three like skins of the apple of the red of the Macintosh apple in there, just for a little the bit of color. color. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was cool. And then she adds a, a um, some brown sugar and some butter, cinnamon, allspice, and um, Oh, and then the apple peels, which I also already said. But yeah, and it's it just takes it care of itself, really. It does. I might try this applesauce at Thanksgiving. I think it's a great, you know, it's it's again achievable, but but kind of elegant. And people is, will be wild by it. Ina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It'll probably just be me, but I'll be wild by it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. I, myself. I know. I feel like I made some sort of salad for my family, like a family picnic a couple years back and they didn't, they didn't know what to do with it. They were like, what is this? And I'm like, you don't even they still know. Want, exactly. You make this thing and then they still want the seven layer salad, with the yes. refried beans exactly. and the shredded iceberg lettuce. I'm like, have some, I'm like, really? Yes. <laughs> Did you see what I just, I spent $60 on this salad. You're going to eat it. Uh, so true so true so we cut back to miguel who is putting the finishing touches on the tablescape but it's just a quick sort of this is what miguel's up to and then we're, we're yeah. back to ina with the roast loin of pork <sighs> looks great isn't that amazing it looks so good I mean, and again here's an ina it's pork but she frenches it she has her butcher yes french it a which french is loin like, of pork french loin it's like it's a pork chop yeah basically but it's Ina's pork chop with the, you know, the volume turned up, as she says. And it's just, that is so elegant. It's pork. It's a pork chop, but she makes it so elegant. You can pick so it up elegant. by that bone. Yes, yes, Yeah. Yes. If you need it, it could to. Be, it could be, you know, it's like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a leg of lamb, except it's pork. Yeah, it, it is, almost does look like does. lamb. Yeah. It does, yeah. It's great. She makes this rub, which is some garlic, rosemary. She says, I think it's like two tablespoons of lemon zest, but she puts like the zest of six lemons in there. It, it is a <laughs> lot. Uh, and then some fennel seeds and just grinds it up in the food processor. Put some olive oil in there, Dijon mustard, salt and pepper. And that's, then she like slathers it on. Slathers Again, it. very easy stuff here. It's just, yeah. I mean, the food processor is, I think probably one of the, the biggest staples of any kitchen. And I never realized like how great they were. They're a pain in the ass to clean, <sighs> much like pain. the standing mixer. Like I love my yes. standing mixer, but also yes. like it's first world problems. Again, it's like, yes. I have to clean this, you know, but also fine. <laughs> Well, no, and then and then trying to put the food processor back together again the way it was before you started used yes. it without slicing your hand on the blade, and you know it's 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 like a Rubik's cube of the kitchen for me. Yes. Yes. I'm like, why doesn't this fit the way it's supposed to? Really? <laughs> yeah. It was just fitting, you know. It's just it's um it's stressful. It, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you on that. Uh, so next is the, as Ina says it, the really scary orange buttercream for the chocolate cake. And this is like a, I, I, I feel like she doesn't make buttercream this way too often. Like she really does mm -hmm. go like the, with the, you know, she makes a sugar syrup almost with water and sugar. Yeah. And then she separates the whites of six eggs. And eventually she combines that with a pinch of cream of tartar and, um, and that sort of makes the meringue. And then yeah. she, and she lets the, um, what, she varies, oh, she pours the sugar into the, the egg whites and right. lets it go for like 15 minutes, like 10 to 15 Which minutes. Which I'm like, really? I Are know. You really letting that go for 10 minutes? Because I mean, I know mine would be air if I let it go for 10 minutes. I come back, I'd be like, where'd it go? I know. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, when you over whip meringue, it's just not fun. You can't, it's hard to bring it back. And I was thinking, really? 10 minutes, Ina? Really? I know. But, I guess That's we gotta trust her. Yeah, I mean, I've not I guess made we do, it. Well, you know, I think too because it's the it's the Italian meringue, so she's got to cool it down before she puts the butter in. Yeah. So maybe that's why she says the ten minutes. But did you notice her hurling those eggshells? Oh, I love when she throws eggshells. Yes. She's like, it's like boom, 
boom. And I'm like, I love this woman. Yeah. That's another reason we love her. You know what I mean? She's like, get out of my, she doesn't care. Someone will clean it up. Boom. Boom. Yeah, you know it's the aggression with those eggs. I don't know it's why always- it's always so aggressive. Maybe she's taking out some inner frustration. You know, it's a long day of filming that day. I I, I don't know, day. but she does. I think the sink is so deep too. So when she like throws yes. it, it's like throwing it into like <laughs> a well. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever watch the old uh, Julia Child, the old French chefs, she just throws them on the floor. Whoa. You know what I mean? She'll just throw things on the floor and she'll say, you know, because I have a self-cleaning kitchen, which, you know, <laughs> that's what her excuse is. You of know, course. She could, don't do this at home. And Ina's like, yeah, get my sink, get my sink, because I'm yes. not going to clean this up. Exactly. You know, I love how she hurls them, though. It's oof. Yeah, that's one of my favorite nuances. Quite I an love arm. that. Quite an arm. Yes. And I don't think that's a lot of butter. How many sticks of butter? Is Five there? sticks of butter. Well, maybe that's a that's lot a lot of butter. butter. But also, <laughs> um, it is buttercream. I think a lot of people don't know that buttercream is mostly butter, and like it seems silly because it's in the name, but it's like you think it's something else until you're actually making. You're like, holy shit, this is this is a lot. This is a lot. Yeah. Are you a buttercream person? Do you like? I am. I love buttercream. I I yeah. think that um. There was a time, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, maybe maybe the best supporting pod, like right when the pandemic started, I kept ordering like cans of like store-bought frosting yeah. and yeah. I just yeah. like couldn't stop. But I love that. I love a good homemade buttercream. Um, store-bought cakes are always a gamble with me because sometimes like I like the uh, the sort of, what is it called? Like the whipped frosting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, um, I do too. But I feel like there's so many diff- different variations. I don't know. But like sometimes the buttercream can be like too sugary, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Somewhere yeah. in between. What about you? Yeah, I, I I like it. It's not, I'm not obsessed by it. Mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend one time who loved buttercream. I mean, yeah. we would stop on the way to dinner and get a birthday, you know, go to like uh, a grocery store and actually get a piece of birthday cake so he could eat the buttercream. <laughs> Wow. On the way to on the way to dinner. And I'd be uh, like, I, love I think that. we have a problem. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> those are great that's, lengths. That's intense. Yeah, yes. those are great lengths. But I'm I'm like, mm, I do like it. I mean, if I'm again, I'm not going to turn it away. Mm-hmm. But I am totally good with a can of whipped frosting yes. too. I yes. mean it's absolutely it's just as good to me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And just meringue. Just that Italian yeah, meringue. Sure. If she were to just put that Italian meringue on it, oh my god incredible i have so with italian meringue like would it still be sort of soft and creamy or would it harden it up though because i no, it would still be it would would stay creamy for a while and then it would start to disintegrate oh wow that's the problem so the butter kind of stabilizes it i think um but if you ever notice like a lemon meringue pie that's not italian buttercream that's that's oh i see french butter uh french meringue rather Um, but it will start to break down. Yeah, it gets so a little that's, runny that's at the, the bottom thing. of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Interesting. Still good. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd eat it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so Miguel is, uh, what's Miguel up to here? Uh, she walks into the room. To? It looks like a seance. It's like, I'm again, I'm worried about those bags. It does look great, though. I think like this is, and Ina says, I love that it's a little Halloween spooky, but also very elegant. Uh, which is exactly what it is. I mean, that is the essence of Ina. It's like we can go, we can do a little bit of camp, but we're still in East Hampton. Let's not. We're still in East. Let's, e- let's not forget where we are and who we ask. Absolutely, and I, I agree think with you on that. Miguel wouldn't let that happen. He knows. He knows no. Ina's aesthetic. He knows. Yeah, I, I think it's his aesthetic too. I think that's why they get along so well. They're yeah. Also, they know each other so well. I've probably known each other for years at, at this point, don't you think? They're I think probably so. Been together yeah. Forever. So. I love seeing all the characters evolve through the years too. Like in like early episodes, Miguel. I mean, everyone obviously is so young yeah. too. And Miguel also is a photographer too. That's another favorite episode of That's mine. Right. Like the brunch episode where he's taking yeah. photos. I love that. He's I love a, that one too. A jack of all trades, that Miguel. He really is a Renaissance man. I know. He really is something. <laughs> he's fantastic. Um. Well. We are now going back into the kitchen to put the five sticks of butter that we just uh, mentioned. Um, just a little bit room of room temperature. Time. Yes, room temperature must be room temperature. Don't even think <laughs> you yes. can get away with it. Yeah, with you gotta chill. overnight. Uh, do suppose, she says. Do you suppose she did that the night before? I think so. I've done she... it. I've started doing it. It yeah. makes it drives yeah. Keon crazy because he thinks it's going to be like rotten. But it is. I mean, I wouldn't leave it out for like a week. But like it. It really does make a difference for baking. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then she, of course, puts 
two tablespoons. I, I combined <laughs> teaspoons and tablespoons there um, of good vanilla and then some orange liqueur and some uh, orange food coloring. She's like, how's that for orange icing? <laughs> it does look great, though. I mean, I could take that whole thing and just eat it. Like, oh, my God. It's like it looks so good. Yeah. So good. Even with that crazy orange color, which by the, but but it turns it looks like it's not going to. It looks at red first, at like, first. Yes. Yeah. It I'm looks like, and it's really like, that's a red. Weird pink. I don't know. What's that? And then it, it magically becomes this incredible orange frosting yeah, yes. that you told us about. Yes. You know, I think that's incredible. Yeah. She's, she knows what she's doing. She does. I mean, she says she says something about wedding cakes earlier in the episode. She's like, and trust me, I've made a ton of them. (laughs) Like, it's just like that. You probably have. And she's like, I can't even look at another wedding cake. Um, Yes. Um, So she she shows us that like great trick with the palette knife of running it under hot water to smooth it out. Okay, so here is my next question. Candy corn. Love it or hate it. Oh, wow. That's that's a loaded question. I'm not a fan of candy corn. Okay. I love the mellow cream pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I love the pumpkins. Candy corn to me is too much fuss for not enough payoff. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's in my teeth. I can't get it out of my teeth. That's true. You know, they're just these little tiny things. And sometimes the ends are hard. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is not enjoyable. Sure. But with a pumpkin, the pumpkin is nice and soft. And I like the pumpkin myself. But, I forgot yeah. about the pumpkins. My grandma would mm-hmm. always have those, like, she would have, like, both, I think, too. And I think as a kid, I was, like, really into it. But as an adult, I, if it's on the table, if it's on a piece of cake, if it's on a piece of cake, like, I'll probably eat it. Unless it's, like, seven mm-hmm. pieces, I'll, I would pick them up. Yeah. It, it's good for, like, a taste. And, uh, yeah. Because I do yeah. like the flavors of it. Like, I don't know what. I do, how, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And, and I don't know that you could write what she writes because i want to give it away <laughs> like we didn't know she was gonna write that i know she's so like, that's the don't nice look. she's I'm like i'm gonna write something out in candy corn and she's like write? she's like what don't look write? and then she spells out <laughs> she spells out the word boo with an exclamation point <laughs> and it's cute it's cute it is so cute and it's so silly and it's it's like one of the things that i love about her and i love about this episode is it's so silly we knew yes. you were gonna write boo you know yes and it it's effective. It, it is. Now who, effective. Says, now, who says Halloween is just for kids, she says, as she turns it around. Oh, it's great. Um, so the adults arrive. I don't know any of these Party people. starts. Yeah. Do you know? Do you recognize any? They? I have no Where idea. Where the hell do they come from? I don't know. You think it's part of the, the crew, maybe family of the crew? They're like, we need people. We need people. Yes. Get in here. Because I'm like, who are these random people? We've never seen them before. We'll never see them again. I'm like, where is TR? Where is, I forgot his name already. Michael um, or um, Michael. Steven or Miguel. Steve- uh, Miguel's there. Yes, we love Steven. Everyone, everyone is standing yeah. in like, it's like when you're directing like a high school play or musical, oh. everyone's standing in a straight line. I just want like clumps. Line. I'm like, clump up people. Um, <laughs> it's just an arc. Um, yes, it is. it is. That's why I think they're not really her friends. I yeah, think they're happening. like, there was like a casting call in the East Hampton backstage. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, God, I need, need a subscription to that. We need extras for a TV show. You yes. Know? It's not the Real Housewives. It's So, you know, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, but I agree with you. I'm like, I've never seen these people before. I don't yeah. know where they came from. They're all, you know, sipping their espresso martinis. They clink their glasses together. Mm-hmm. And Ina, of course, gives them the warning not to have too much fun until too I get back. Too much fun. Yes. Isn't it amazing? And I think you had, you talked about this before, how aggressive she is. When she's just... Yeah, she means it. She doesn't she's like missing a don't moment. Don't have fun. Do not have fun when I'm gone. You know, it's almost mommy dearest intensity. It's I like, know. Don't have any fun. <laughs> Don't be a yes, bring me the axe. But that then she goes good. and dis- she disappears for like at least fifteen minutes to do the rest of that, right? Don't yeah, because she has to. She has to carve up the pork loin, and then she arranges the platter, gets the applesauce ready, and I think, and the string beans with garlic. So a and good amount make of time. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So they're all standing there shaking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they're still standing in that curve when Ina gets back. <laughs> 
Don't have fun. Don't move. And I don't, yeah, as I much as we love Miguel, he's not a TR. He's not going to get the conversation go. Maybe he might. Maybe he might. But I feel like, uh, you know, he's just along for the ride at this point. Yeah, he is. He's very low key. I don't think I don't think he would be the person to keep the party up. And, you know, where's Jeffrey? Jeffrey's yeah, on one of his, we need you know, Jeffrey. This is what this is one of the things where we need Jeffrey. To, yes. to like to mix them up and jeffrey's unfortunately i'm sure he's in connecticut working i'm sure yeah he's an incredible job yeah he so, would say that's this unfortunate is, this is the best martini i've ever had i'm sure he would say <laughs> yeah he would be like a ghost in the corner you know they dress him up <laughs> as something <laughs> she's like sometimes i wish jeffrey would disappear <laughs> <laughs> he does every time i know i was gonna say up. yes that's so crazy yeah but she's gone a long time yeah, she uh, and she does just what we mentioned before. She's getting the pork yeah. loin ready. And really, the thing that I want to mention, the applesauce, doesn't need an immersion blender, just a whisk. I love that. That's, an, that's amazing, yeah, yeah. yeah. One last thing to clean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she puts that all into, you know, the appropriate bowls. She does the, the string beans with garlic, which is pretty simple. She blanches some green mm-hmm. beans, a couple tablespoons of butter, olive oil, garlic. And then, uh, which she, yeah. is the best way to make green beans? Yes, I mean that's I it's, wholeheartedly agree. I don't know if you grew up with your mom killing vegetables by overboiling them, and until all the you know the flavor is gone. Yes, and then it's, it's funny because it's mush, and you're like, and then you have vegetables done this way mm-hmm. when you're like, and they taste good. And I remember um, I would make my vegetables that way when I go out and visit my parents. And my mother said to me eventually, would you make the vegetables? Nice. <laughs> because she's like, they started to like them too, although I had to overcook them for my dad still. Because um, <laughs> he just wasn't going to have it. But it's like the best way to make vegetables. It's the only way to make vegetables. Yes, you know? I do it with broccoli. I mean, I do steam broccoli every once in a while. But even when I steam it, I don't really steam it that long. I like the crunch. Yeah, um, and I do it too, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I my mom would always i don't think we we rarely rarely had like fresh green beans it would always be from a can so like when i discovered not discovered i I knew they existed but when i like really got into like string beans i was like oh this is what they could taste like these are incredible (laughs) yeah um let's do this and yes yeah that happened with carrots that was my my carrot epiphany what was the carrot epiphany the carrot epiphany was when somebody made them like this when they made them you know or maybe not they had to boil them a little bit longer, but when they had a crunch, because I always had carrots out of a can yes. that were just the mush. mush. Yep. And it's just like, Oh, and the, I had a carrot epiphany when somebody made them for like this, or maybe they roasted them too, which is yeah, another roasted carrots are great. incredible yeah. way. Yeah. They t- kind of taste like dessert. It's like a, almost not quite like it's a crazy, sweet potato, right? but yeah, the sugar, it's delish. Um, delicious. So where are we here? The green beans. Yeah. Uh, and then she returns to the table. Oh, she also plates it up really beautifully too. Like with the green mm-hmm. beans, the loin of pork is in the middle. The green beans are on the side of each, uh, uh, of each side of the pork loin. And right. then we go back into the dining room. Everyone is wearing the witch hats. They're all committing. <laughs> <laughs> they are committed. They are this. committed. I just, I don't know where he, they were, they are truly oversized witch hats. Like, Maybe they wanted to make sure they fit on everyone's head. I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, they're they're wearing them. Ina brings out the cake. Um, <laughs> and, and, and everyone's like beside themselves. They go, whoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's what, honestly, this might be some sort of casting call. Like, like we need energetic, like, because I feel like everyone there Tell was. Me. Yeah. I think, Where it, I was, think it was I? because. It, because, you know, then the ultimate happens and they just, it's so over the top. I'm like, what the hell? I know. Well, let's get into it. So everyone. Let's do it. Yes. So the cake was brought out. Everyone oohs and ahs. Miguel is just in the corner like, I hate Americans. <laughs> just like. Because <laughs> they, they like pan over to him for a second. It's like that, yes, that yes. Mel Brooks episode that I did a, a couple, like a month mm-hmm. or two ago where Mel is just going full throttle and jeffrey's like whoa um that's miguel in this way yeah. too much so yeah. ina says she's i mean this is also the the famous meme of her saying if you can't summon the fires of the fires of hell on your own store-bought is just fine i just butchered that but there's a there's a great like meme of that yes with her in this angle wearing the hat and just like cheersing or something like that um mm-hmm. but she says okay guys You've had your treat. Now I'm going to show you the trick. Watch this. And then she snaps. 
and disappears quite well. And disappears. Yes. And it's just so perfect because everyone screams everyone and the episode screams. just cuts mid-scream. You don't get the full, you don't get the and laughter. Where did how did this suddenly become a Halloween horror? I was it was so funny because it's first of all her face before she, when she does it and before she snaps her fingers, it's so silly. Yes, it's so silly, and you know she's and that's that whole thing with they're gonna make me do this. It's gonna look so silly, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and and it looks like she's having fun too, and her face makes me laugh. And I tell you, I've seen this all this episode obviously many times Mm -hmm. but every time i watch it i laugh i just it's so silly and their reaction is so over the top you know yes the lady closest to her yes i mean yes there are there are moments like i said this is top three like level of best endings of any episode of barefoot contessa i will always laugh at this my friend amanda just sent me a tiktok this morning of it's like one of those things where it poses a question it's like what is the greatest twist in cinematic history and then it cuts to Ina doing this like (laughs) doing the okay guys you've had your i love that i know it's so so good yeah it made me laugh hard because it's it is truly ridiculous uh, it is true. It's, it's like suddenly the barefoot contessa becomes bewitched. It's just like, wait a minute. We've been ruining yes. this whole reality for this entire episode. And now you're going to do a, you, you're not going to pull a Samantha Stevens on yes. I don't know. It's, it's the funniest thing. It's so out of left field. It's so unexpected. I love it. I agree with you. I think it's probably my favorite. I love the tense, you know, the tent one. Yes. But uh, this but one's this, a, a, this one's a contender. It is a contender. It is. Absolutely. Oh, I just love it. Uh, what an episode. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And that and that is the end. It cuts so quickly out of there. It's like everyone's like, mm. what? Cut. It's just it's like, a great button. Yeah. Yeah. Done. I I love this episode. Well, yes. oh, my goodness. This was such. Wow. I can't believe it's over already. I feel like we, I mean, we've I only started. Yeah. I can't believe it either. It's been so much fun. Yes. Thank you for being here. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Any projects or social media? Something I want to plug. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I've got, uh, yeah, I'm on all the socials, of course. I guess the best way is my my website, which is my name, which is T-O-N-Y-M-A-I-E-T-T-A.com, Tony-Maeta.com. You have to have the dash. Otherwise, you go to my cousin's website. <laughs> who got there before I did? Uh, and he's a graphic artist, so it's not the same. But it oh, has cool. everything that's coming out. You know, my book, uh, The Marble Fawn of Grey Gardens, that I co-wrote with the Marble Fawn, Jerry Tory from Grey Gardens, um, is going to be out on audio soon. Um, I'm recording it in the next few weeks, so that'll be available. And it has clips. It has links to my DVDs and some of my commentaries and my YouTube channel with some of my stuff. So yeah, it's that's probably the best way. And I'm on Facebook. Great. I'll put stuff. the link to your website in the episode description. Oh, thank How about you. That, that would be so great. In case anyone's curious, that sounds fabulous. Yeah, and, and I always, I always, I update it a lot. So if there's a, something coming up, it'll be on there. So great. I have nothing else to do. I have to update my website. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, thank you again for being here. I come back anytime, really. I wish, oh, I, I wish we it. had some big grand finale where you snapped been, and disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I wish I did too, but I'm not that clever. That's all right. Well, I guess I will see you soon and I'll keep in touch. This was so lovely. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pure joy.